0: Hey, good morning to you out there. It is Tuesday morning. I'm Gabe D. and that means this is Tiger Tuesday Tuesday recruiting brought to you by Brandon Barnes and USA Mortgage. Gonna bring Sean Williams on here in just a couple of minutes. And we are gonna talk Mizzou recruiting, mostly football. But hey, we got a couple basketball things that we can run through as well. If you're on the stream, if you're watching with us live, welcome. And uh Hit the like button, comments, questions, whatever, over in the uh, comment section, and we will get to them throughout the course of the next 25 or 30 minutes. Uh, Eli Drinkwit's coming up at noon, so I'm going to head over there, but want to get this in first. And want to thank Brandon Barnes for being a part of this show every week, once upon a time. he uh, We could have talked about him on this show, but I'm not sure the technology – existed when Brandon was going through the recruiting process. It's been a couple years. Uh, but now he is a mortgage banker here in Columbia, Missouri. But he'll work with you anywhere in the state. If you are in Kansas City, St. Joe, St. Louis, Sykeston, whatever, name another town anywhere in Missouri. Uh, Higby, maybe you're from Higby and you're building a new house or you want a refi, you get in touch with Brandon Barnes at 818-2772 or 590-590. 0001 you go to showmemortgage.com and get a free quote brandon's going to give you great customer service and the best rates around anything you need for your mortgage please at least give him the first shot if you end up going somewhere else you end up going somewhere else but give brandon a shot and we don't think you will go somewhere else and uh at least for the next 20-25 minutes sean williams not going anywhere else just gonna hang out here with me on youtube what's up man
1: Not much. I like the uh, shout out to Higby there. I'm sure they appreciate
0: that. I just, uh, I I try to pick a random Missouri town every now and then that one, uh, that one came to mind. So yeah, I think,
1: I think it exists. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm pretty Uh, sure. I hope so.
0: (laughs) But, uh, all right. All your credibility
1: is out the
0: window if it's not. Hey, my credibility. I think it went somewhere (laughs) a couple months ago anyway. So, uh, all right. We were talking before the show, like, not the most active time in recruiting. Um, road game last weekend. Semo mm-hmm. this week. We don't expect like a huge, extensive visitor list for this weekend. Uh, no. I would imagine the coaches might get back out on the road this week. Haven't haven't done a lot of asking around about that yet. But look, when when in doubt, when you need something to talk about, just talk about Luther Burden. That's that's uh, that's good for ratings. Um, he tweeted. Yeah. At some point, I I think it was Saturday or Sunday, he tweeted that um, there was going to be a top three. Uh, We are expecting that is probably SEMO, Northern Iowa, and, uh, you know, the University of Massachusetts, something like that.
1: And no love for you, Cullen. I mean, (laughs) they really need help
0: right now. Yeah, maybe he could be the head coach now that Randy Edsel's out.
1: <laughs> sure, they do have uh, coaching uh, issues right there. Yeah, we don't uh, – that, I guess, is, uh, you know, when in doubt, like I said, it's slow. Uh, maybe, you know, coaches are playing – you know, Missouri's playing SEMO this week. Seems like it would be an opportune time for the coaches to kind of get out and see some of the local kids, you know. And uh, we don't expect Luther Burton to be in town for the SEMO game, but – uh, he does have the top three coming up. Um, uh, Adam Gourney, our national analyst, uh, caught up with him. Obviously, East St. Louis had that big showdown with e- St. John's Bosco mm-hmm. over the weekend. Um, big game, but it didn't really go East St. Louis' way. Um, but um, he did kind of talk about recruiting. Uh, you know, you couldn't shake any recruiting news out of him and Yuri gay, But Adam Gourney was able to get at least a couple of quotes from him. Uh, namely, about Georgia and Missouri. So it seems like those two schools will definitely be in the top three. The question is, who's going to be the third school? Is it going to give him a Oklahoma courtesy inclusion because he was committed there at one time, or is it going to be Alabama? You know, uh, Alabama is another school that we've heard kind of linked to him. So uh, regardless, I think we're still kind of
0: we're still kind of taking
1: this as a Georgia-Missouri battle.
0: Yeah, the the third school will be most likely in third place. I mean. I know he's supposedly taking official visit to Florida. I guess it's not impossible. Florida would be that third school, but but we seem to think it's more Oklahoma or Alabama, probably.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Well, I mean, well, we can play bets now. And yep. See what? See who loses later. But yeah, yeah the, the picture.
0: Uh, the pick show is on Friday, so maybe we'll do it then.
1: Yeah, there you go. The uh, I know he said uh, he's going to take an official to Georgia here pretty soon as well. So um, those are two schools that keep an in Of course, Missouri. He's been here. a You know, a lot of times he doesn't need to take an official to Missouri, so.
0: But maybe he takes one after the season or something. Um, It would be, I I think, Missouri fans will feel better if that Georgia visit happens and he does not come out of it committed. We don't expect him to, but just for it officially to come and go and there's no public commitment would would probably make Missouri fans who – I think should feel pretty good about this, but it, you know, Sean, when you follow recruiting, if there's no news for a little while, then a lot of people just tend to assume the word, well, we must've lost him, uh, terrible news. He hasn't committed yet and start thinking he's going somewhere else. So I think those people who maybe have taken that tack will feel a little bit better if he visits Georgia and doesn't, you know, immediately come out and say, Hey, I fell in love with Athens and I'm going to Georgia.
1: Yeah. Cause you, you know, you look at places like Georgia, you know, um, And obviously, you know, Burton's like one of the top recruits in the nation. I mean, a place like Georgia will probably hold a place for him, but they're going to have other really good options as well. So, you know, if you come out of a place like Georgia after your official visit, you don't, you know, depending on maybe you want to lock up a spot because somebody else might take it, you know, even though you are a really good recruit. You know, uh, Georgia's got other good good wide receiver options as well that they're kind of looking at as well. So, you know, when you, if you come out of that and you don't commit, I mean, that, that's obviously a good sign the longer this drags out, I think, for Missouri.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you mentioned the game at, at Bosco on Friday. I mean, East St. Louis fell way behind, made a nice comeback, but Burden scored three touchdowns. Eventually, just nobody's ever going to punt the ball to him again, I would assume, because I he – tends to end up in the end zone after he fields a punt. He, he seems to like to let it roll a few times and then pick it up on a hop and just immediately outrun everybody. Uh, but, look, I mean, that, that program is, you know, one of the top high school programs in the country, and Luther Burden was – he was not out of place in that game by any means. No,
1: no, like, I guess from an overall talent standpoint, you know, uh, St. John's Bosco showed that they had uh, a lot of dudes that had <laughs> had major Power 5 offers, and look, hey, there's a bunch of dudes on that St. John Bosco team that has a lot of major Power 5 offers, uh, we know of at least, like, a dozen of them, so, um, but yeah, Luther Burton definitely proved he belonged, I mean, even though it wasn't a great game for East St. Louis, but every time, you know, like I said, three touchdowns. Um, he's electric with the ball in his hands, made a couple of really great catches. Um, you know, look, he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the route running ability. Um, he can burn you in special teams. I'm I'm like you Gabe. I don't know why people should not kick the ball to him. Uh, you know, just kick it 10 yards out of bounds. I mean, you're better off maybe stopping East St. Louis if you just kick it out of bounds for 10 yards and, and not get the ball in Luther Burton's hands at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So another Mizzou, uh, recruit this one actually a commit played again pretty well last weekend sam horn i saw the halftime numbers he was like 15 of 17 for 290 yards or something at halftime uh ended up for with a little bit more than that uh his team took the foot off the gas a little bit i think in the second half but uh a lot of excitement Mm -hmm. about the uh the quarterback commitment coming in
1: yeah, Sam Horn, another good showing in a showcase game. You know, obviously we kind of talked about his performance against Brookwood in the Corky Co-Classic, which is always, you know, you know, a very, very big game down in Georgia. I mean, they have a lot of games down in the Georgia Dome, so that the Collins Hills game was one of them. But uh, they played a Rome team, and everybody thought Rome was really good and one of the best uh, defenses in the state of Georgia, and uh, Collins Hill won 34 to zip. And uh, made made things look pretty easy on offense. I mean, Horn finished with 25 of 29 passing for 344 yards and three touchdowns. So another good performance. I know uh, know there was a couple people on our board kind of sweating a little bit because they played some team from Mississippi last week, and his numbers weren't the greatest. I think it was 9 of 18 for uh, 58 yards. So really pedestrian numbers last week against a team we don't know a lot about from Mississippi. Uh, But, you know, he kind of backs that up uh, this past week with a really good performance against Rome, and and a lot of people thought that that Rome defense was really good. So, like I said, it doesn't uh, doesn't hurt to have those – those skill sets, I mean, the accuracy and everything like that, he obviously, you know, took off and ran, and he shows his running ability as well, and it doesn't hurt to have a guy like Travis Hunter and throw the ball oh, to as well.
0: Right. Uh, well, and to be fair, I mean, the Rome defense wasn't built in a day, you know. Maybe they'll be better next week. I'll show yeah. myself. I'll show myself. Yeah, that's, 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 that's it for this show. It can't get <laughs> any worse than that. Um, one guy, a little more uh, somber note, uh, somber might be the wrong word he's alive he's fine but Isaac Thompson uh you know injured I I don't know exactly what the injury was but injured in Slew's game on Friday night he tweeted uh I think it was on Sunday basically that hey his season's over after two games so uh I, I don't know if you know any more about what that injury is exactly but
1: I don't I just know it's maybe an apparent knee injury I don't know what the extent of it is uh I do know we had I think maybe that was at least, one, at least one of our subscribers was on the, uh, was at that game uh, this past weekend and kind of made a note of that injury happening. So, uh, you know, Isaac obviously confirmed that he's done for the season, which is pretty unfortunate. Um, I know he was super excited about the season coming up. You know, we we caught up with him um, at the Jamboree, the scrimmage they had before their season officially started uh, about three weeks ago. And uh, I know he was super excited about the season, had put up some pretty good numbers in his first game. And, um, you yeah, know, it really... It really uh, it really stinks, too, because you consider last year they didn't get to play a lot of games. Right. Well, he didn't get to play a lot of either because he was out because of COVID. I think he only got to play one game last year. So uh, you really you really, you know, kind of put yourself in his shoes and he only got to play three games this past two years. So it's really an unfortunate situation for him. But, um, you know, look, he's a really upbeat kid. Uh, He's really positive. Always had a smile on his face, so I'm sure he's going to shake this off, get better, and I'm sure he'll be excited to uh, get his career started at Missouri.
0: Yeah, and if you're Missouri, look, I mean, obviously you don't want the kid hurt. You wish he was <clears> healthy, <throat> but if it's going to happen, I mean, hey, it's week two. You let the swelling go down. You go get surgery in a couple weeks. Theoretically, there's no reason you shouldn't be ready to go for fall camp. You know, I mean, he he obviously, I'm not sure if he's going to enroll early, but but wouldn't likely go through spring football, but. By early summer, ought to be able to be doing things, and and by fall camp could be full speed. So, you know, a knee injury is not the catastrophic thing it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, People overcome that all the time. So, again, not that it's a positive, but if it was going to happen from a Missouri standpoint, I guess, you know, at least it, it happened to where you wouldn't think it should have much of an impact on his senior year. Or, I'm sorry, his freshman year.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, obviously we talked about how much it it stinks for the high school career, but uh, just in terms of his Missouri career, um, yeah, look, it's good timing. You know, he can, like I said, he can let the swelling go down, get the surgery he needs, has plenty of time to recover. To be ready to go in fall camp and be a full go, so uh, yeah, timing's good. But just unfortunately, the high school season just didn't get uh, didn't get didn't play out the way you wanted to. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, no question. Uh, we're we're going to talk uh, a couple of basketball things here in a minute, and then get back and finish up with a little bit of football. But once again, want to uh, draw your attention to the picture on the screen, not mine. Uh, the other one is Brandon Barnes. Mortgage broker here. He is located in Columbia, but he can help you all over the state of Missouri. Refi, you're building a new house, you're buying a new house, whatever it might be. Uh, Give Brandon Barnes at USA Mortgage the first shot. You see his email address, the website address, two phone numbers right there. Uh, When we go back and bring Sean back on the screen, it'll move up on the upper left corner of your screen. It's on on the screen the entire show, Brandon is going to provide great customer service. He's going to give you the lowest rates. He will work with you to uh, basically take care of anything you need. And he'll also, sometimes he'll break down linebacker play with you on uh, on the Tigers' lair. Sometimes he'll he'll come on and, and tell you what he's seeing uh, when Chris Rodriguez runs for 207 yards against Missouri. So uh, that's a thing. Um, do want to, and and like we want to be clear, Sean's major focus with us is is football, but uh, Stryker is asking about Aiden Shaw, who is a top 60, I believe, basketball recruit, plays with Mocan out of Kansas City. Um, he is announcing a commitment on Friday. Um, he's down to three schools. I, I believe those to be Missouri, Kansas, and Oklahoma State, although I'm not sure he's ever officially put out a top three. Um I would say cautious optimism for Missouri fans here. Uh, things things look pretty good. Um we don't nobody has told us this is where Aiden Shaw is going. We have not put in future casts, which generally we try to do uh only when we're very confident of something happening because Sean, I don't know about you, but I, I tend to introduce myself with my future cast percentage. Uh you know, hey Gabe DiRam and Power Mizzou 98.6 percent on the future cast,
1: yeah we're all worried about the accuracy a lot of percentage on those future casts that's why we you know we put them in right before like the kid come in it's like five minutes right. before so yeah
0: none, none of it's about none of it's about uh you know getting clicks or, or building hype or anything it's all about internet credibility for us
1: right right We got we gotta we gotta improve our street cred somehow you know i mean right. you know so uh that's that's a, the best way for us to do it is to do the future cast and get them accurate as possible and usually that goes usually we put those in about five minutes before, you know, a kid announces. So right. uh no, but I I guess it's a good thing that there's no future cast for Aiden Shaw. You know, yeah. I mean it, it seems like it's pretty wide open and, and people don't exactly know where he's going, which you know, bas you know look like, like these basketball uh recruits, they can be a little bit more incognito with their uh with their uh, recruiting process than football players are, you know, yes. just because um, you know, there's, I guess, a little bit of a tighter circle around them, and, and they, they tend to tend to be a little bit more tight-lipped with their uh, recruiting process all around. And so. there's
0: really only, I mean, if you're talking 66 Power mm-hmm. 5 schools, realistically, there's probably 200, 250 Power 5 kids in the country. In football, there's, I don't 1,500, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. So it's a little bit more, um, certainly. Uh, but, again, we feel relatively optimistic on Aiden Shop. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, the Kansas offer, I don't know a hundred percent if that is still on the table for Friday. Um, I know he has a good relationship with Conzo Martin. Uh, he has been down here a lot. I, I believe his sister has, is, uh, being recruited maybe by Robin Pinchton. So, you know, uh, definitely some, some some good indications that Aiden Shaw could pick Missouri on Friday but but we don't know that for sure until Friday we don't even know what time or or how he's announcing quite yet which generally means he's picking Missouri because the less you know about a kid's recruitment the more likely it seems to be that Conzo Martin is the guy that's that's getting him locked up so um it's
1: not, not a lot of pomp and circumstance with the Missouri pick. <laughs> right,
0: yeah, it doesn't seem to be. So here's here's kind of an interesting question, and Sean, we've talked a lot about this after the first two games. Like, hey, y'all got pretty hyped up about the recruiting, and that's cool, but that doesn't help this year's team that much, right? And and Kyle wants to know, how fast does recruiting fix the defense, and, and do you think they put more of an emphasis on the transfer portal? Um, I mean, they signed, what, like six or seven defensive linemen
1: last year. Isn't that right? Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. I don't
0: know the exact number, but that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean Kyron Montgomery, Makai uh, Wingo, um, Aiden Arden Walker, uh, Travion Ford. I know I'm missing mm-hmm. missing one or two, but I, I think it was six or seven. So, those guys, Wingo is playing this year, which frankly surprises me, but beyond, Arden Walker's played a, a few snaps. Uh, they also signed two Jucos in, in Realist George and Daniel Robledo. Realist George has played right. – I think it's got to be a little disappointing that Missouri is this bad against the run, and Daniel Robledo somehow has not seen the field in, in two games. Uh, he was here in spring football. He was a Juco guy. He was clearly brought in to play, and he's not playing. So we're not writing him off, but that's got to be a little bit of a disappointment at this time.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think if you're disappointed with the, crop of, the overall the crop of people you brought in and, and just how much they haven't really played yet – I think it may be a situation where, if you know, they do want to make a little bit of a splash, you got to look at the transfer portal on that op- yeah. in that option. In that option, I mean, it, I think with I, this year's class, in terms of high school kids, you know, uh, we're we're talking like Missouri is probably going to add one more D lineman, you know, mm-hmm. whoever that ends up being, whether that's Dominic Orange, DJ Welzelak, we don't know that yet. But uh, yeah, I think if you want to make a splash and make an immediate splash, uh, definitely want to go with the transfer portal there.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got Jalen Marshall and, and Marquise Gracial right now on the D-line, and obviously a little bit depends on on Graciel, uh keeping that commitment. I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure they go transfer portal at defensive line as much as linebacker, where, look, Blaze Aldridge came in this year, and so far what we know is he's not Nick Bolton, which isn't a surprise, honestly. Um, we also know Devin Nicholson playing next to Blaze Aldridge is not quite Devin Nicholson playing next to Nick Bolton. Um, Chad Bailey got, I think, 17 snaps against, uh, against Kentucky. Jamie Petway hasn't seen the field. Um, I wonder if we might see Zach Lovett or Damian Wilson this weekend against SEMO. They've already got a transfer coming in, uh, Chuck Hicks from Wyoming, but like it, it's, they only play two linebackers at a time, but also that position, man, it's not very good on the field right now. And you wonder if they might need to, to add another transfer you know, in, in the portal um, for next year's class, uh, but some of that may depend on how how they feel about Lovett and Wilson.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I think the uh, I think the one name you kind of bring up, Chad Bailey, something that I mean, that's a guy that I think we thought would we'd see a lot more of by this mm-hmm. time in his career, I and mean, we just haven't seen a lot of it so far. So yes. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Uh, it seems to be a little bit more of a disappointing efforts on the linebacker uh, position than defensive line. But, I mean, look, defensive line, you've got some issues there as well. Right.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's been a fight all week. Is it the defensive line or is it the linebackers? Well, you're the worst Power 5 defense in the country. Like, that's not an exaggeration. Legitimately the worst. I'm going to guess probably there's some blame to go around.
1: Like, I don't think we have to lay it all on one position. You know? <laughs> no, no I, think, I think you've got plenty uh plenty of uh plenty of uh ways to uh, point the
0: finger here yeah. so yeah when you're sitting but, 126th in the country and run defense it's not like you're going well man if that guy was just better we'd be okay
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not just one guy it's gonna be multiple guys at multiple positions that need to get better uh, throughout the season that's for sure
0: yeah so and, and look especially on defense like i think they're playing a lot of guys that came back for another year but Aren't really like Blaze Aldridge? isn't gonna be here next year. Um, Chris Turner's not gonna be here. Akil Byers, not gonna be here. Kobe Whiteside, not gonna be here. Um, in the secondary, Caleb Evans and Allie Green aren't gonna be here. So, I, I think right now where they're at is hey, we play these guys, we get these younger guys, maybe up to four games experience, keep them, keep the red shirt on them. But, like, why throw Arden Walker or Damian Wilson out there a ton and burn a year, because it's not like they're gonna take him from awful defense to really good, right? Just get him a little right. experience, and then next year you're you're kind of hitting the reset button. And these guys have all had a year in the system and a year in a college weight room.
1: Yeah, that's a good game plan. Uh, just kind of, like I said, give the younger guys those four game experience. Keep the red shirts. Bring in some tra- Bring in a couple transfers to go along with those young guys, if you need to. I know in terms of linebackers, you know, in this year's class, you've got Xavier Simmons so far. Yeah. Uh, they they might yeah. add another linebacker from the high school ranks. Uh, not sure if that's going to happen. I know they're evaluating a few of those guys, but. Uh, not a for sure thing that'll happen. So, I mean, there's definitely possibilities they could bring in a, a transfer or two for, from, for the linebacker spots coming in this year's class.
0: Yeah, and one name, a uh, kid that, that we should have mentioned earlier, they did go and see James Pierce Uh, mm-hmm. last Friday night. He was a kid that took an official visit, I think, in June. And we have never – like, we know he exists. We think he exists. <laughs> he, we have no proof in actually having talked to him, but – Kind of word on the street is Missouri and South Carolina are probably the leaders for him. But honestly, after his official visit and after Simmons committed, his name just kind of slipped off my radar.
1: Yeah, uh, we tried to get in touch with him. He's uh, going back to the uh, basketball recruit reference. He's almost like one of those guys. Mm -hmm. He's uh, very tight lipped, uh, close to the vest, doesn't do interviews. Uh, So it's really hard to get a read on him. And like you said, we kind of, you know, when Simmons committed, we thought, maybe they're done but uh apparently they're still showing a lot of interest in pierce uh and he uh he's a guy that's already familiar with missouri so that's a good thing because he took an official during the summer so we'll see what happens there but yeah getting anything from uh from his side or his camp side uh that's a tough one to crack right there
0: yeah all right uh sean you got got any travel plans this weekend or or what's what's happening
1: um, I do not actually this weekend, okay. so Perfect. I didn't. Uh, I didn't hear back from from Rome's AD last week, so I did not go down to watch Sam Horn's game. I didn't want to risk going, driving four and a half Good hours, and out. not being able to cover a game. Right. So I, <laughs> I opted not to cover that one. I wish I would have, because it it looked like it would have been a nice one to get highlights from. But hey, that uh, that just is what happens. So. That's how it goes. Um, right? Hopefully, I'll get to. Uh, like I said, hopefully, I'll get to one of Jamari and Wayne's games this year. Uh, that's kind of the game plan. Uh, he's a guy that we kind of mentioned last week as a guy that's really under the radar. We don't talk about him enough. He does so many things for his team. So uh, he did. He put up a lot of good stats this week. Uh, receiving, uh, rushing. Uh, I think he threw a pass, completed a pass. He had like uh, three interceptions. Perfect. Now they were playing a very bad team, but hey, that just going to show you what kind of athlete he is. So
0: yeah, all right, Sean, appreciate it, man. I know you got stuff to to do. Uh, so do I. So we're gonna let you run, and we'll uh we'll check in next week, man. All right, see you, man. All right, Sean Williams, helping us out there, uh, PowerMizzou.com recruiting editor. And speaking of guys that do everything for their team. Uh, Brandon Barnes, I believe he came to Missouri as a wide receiver recruit. Then he moved to safety. Then he moved to linebacker. He's now uh, very versatile in the mortgage game. Uh, You give him a call – 573-818-2772 573-818-2772 or on SL at 573-590-0001. Brandon is located in Columbia, but he can help you from anywhere in the state of Missouri. Maybe you're from Oregon, Missouri, and you're looking to uh, to move to the big city and you want to get down to Maryville or, or St. Joe. Um, Brandon can, can help you out with uh, the best rates in town, the best customer service in the state. Make sure to give him a chance. Go apply online get get a free quote at showmemortgage.com appreciate brandon bringing you guys this recruiting show every single tuesday i am now off to talk to eli drinkwitz and uh, later on today to steve wilks uh mitchell 40 will join me tomorrow for the 573 report we got streaming all week long coverage leading up to mizzou and simo this weekend so thanks for checking in guys and we'll see you next time